You may all have a seat. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I want to give the Lord all due respect because if it weren't for him, we all wouldn't be here right now. Come on. I can tell you where I would. No, I don't want to tell you where I would be. How many know we all have a, we are, we, we all have a place? We all have a closet. Thank God they have a key. But what I'm going to tell you is that I just thank God that he has allowed me truly. I never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing. I'm telling you the truth. I thought I'd maybe be a Broadway star or a singer and all that stuff. Because I did, you know, I, I did all that. But God knows how to take you from where you think you're going to go. <laughs> Some go, I know. No matter where you think you're going to go, God has already watched this, impressed you. What say impressed you? Say impressed. What does it mean to be impressed? Some people say, you know, when you try. No, it's not that. Impressed is that he pressed his hand in. Usha. He pressed his thumbprint in you and inside of you inherently you already have purpose that's already quaking, already ready to, to come to destiny. I'm here today because of purpose that was impressed in me when I was in my mother's womb. Now I'm going to share this with you. There was a revelation that God gave me just last Sunday. No, Tuesday uh, prayer night we, we have at our church. And I'm going to ask you how many years you have been in the Lord. How many years have you been in the Lord? 32. 32 years. Wow. I've been 30 years in the Lord, so he's much older than me. How, how many years have you been in the Lord? Since I was nine years old. Before that, too. So you must be like 32? 81. So how many years do you think? About 80. Uh, how, how many years? You're 80. Oh, my goodness then God knows how to preserve. She goes, that's right. I just want you to know that I'm married. That's my wife right there. Don't start nothing. But we got like 32 years, 30 years, uh, uh, you know, over uh, uh, 70 years. How many years? So how many years? Give me, give me a... Uh, uh, 30 years, 40, 45 years, okay? 45 years, and we can go on. You know, how many years? Five years? No, you know I'm only playing with you, but how many years? How many years? 40. 40. Now, can I share this with you? This is a revelation. Yay! I'm going to tell you that what God has given me is for, for arenas filled with thousands. So this is why it's going to get real saturated right now. I'm holding back. So you can feel that. So, so if you take 30, take 40, take 50, take this, take 30. Take, if we were to, in this room, add, up it, add it all up, total it out, would you say it would be more than, say, give or take 500 years? At least. Then I say to you in the name of Jesus, you have already invested over 500 years and now's the time for what we have sowed we're going to reap today. Woo. What God has brought together today 
are f- over 500 years of experience, 500 years of, 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 of people walking in the valley of Becca, the valley of weeping. How many of you know that you've, you've, you've gone through a lot? Oh, no one. Well, praise you, Jesus. How many believe that you've paid a price already? How many know that some of you, watch these words, in the last seven months, it's been the roughest? Okay, want to know why? This is prophetic now. Because God is just about to launch. And that there, since there is that, watch this, remember I shared with you, there is an open heaven. And God is just about to launch us, the bride of Christ, to the first position even here in the United States. Give God praise. When you launch a rocket, well, first let me tell you this. How many know that right now in your circle of influence? Does anyone know what it means, circle of influence? That means anyone that you influence in your in your social area, it, your circle of influence, it could be your postman, it could be your nail lady, it could be your mom, what, but it's the circle of your influence. Have you noticed that your circle of influence has been dissipating? Come on, let's be real. Have you noticed that you're like little, you know, they're my friend for 20 years and somehow I don't know, I haven't seen. Or what we were so close and right now we're not. Someone say amen to that. Do you all believe that's true? It is, and I'm going to tell you why. Because how many know that every wave of God touches everyone? Every, every river touches every bank. And what God is telling me is that he has sent a river, a, a tsunami wave, to begin to remove what's holding you back. When a rocket is going up, they'll say, no, they, they go 10, 9. You know how they do that. Little by little, as it gets to zero or one, everything that's bracing that rocket down slowly starts to be removed. Because when God is going to use you in your fullest potential, you ain't going to touch nobody. And it's not going to be anybody but it's going to be you and God. It's not about somebody's opinion. It's not about someone else's experience. It's just you and God. Because when God called you to the fold, he didn't call you with your sister. He didn't call you with your husband. Come on, he didn't. He didn't call you with your pastor or with an apostle. He called you intimate. That's why he says, I am the I am. Intimacy. I'm giving you me. This is the hour that God is becoming more intimate with you. Why? Because you're going to have a walk like never before on this earth. I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus. The glory that's coming down upon United States. Hear me right now. This is why we've been seeing what we've been seeing in San Bernardino. Come on now. 
I am not in any way trying to dilute or deplete what had happened. It's horrid. But it's because the enemy, watch this, the enemy is so, so wound, not bound, wound up. Because he knows his days are few. And, and, and what's happening is the church, the prophets of the brides of Christ or the bride of Christ, the prophets of the, not the house, but the house of God, are starting to hear the same thing. Get ready. Get ready. And get ready. Because we are right now in the days as it was in the days of Noah. What has happened in the days of Noah are we also having. They had a social media like we have today. It was horrid as it is today. They were, they were a people that had uh, 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 many uh, inventions of the day that made life easier and we do too. Like never before. As much as our children have been doused in, in, in invention, they are no longer like what we were raised as. Everything becomes boring. You know what I'm saying. I mean, I would play office and get all the bills of my parents and newspapers and files and in shoe boxes that were being thrown away. I, how many remember those days? And I said, what do you want to be? You didn't pay your bill, so I'm going to shut off your telephone. You would make, you would make, you would make, you would make your thing. Come on, you'd make up your... You know, marbles, what? On the dirt? It was simpler. It was innocent. But we had an individuality. We, we, we knew how to, to entertain ourselves. In other words, we were patient. We, had, we were able to sustain ourselves, not today. If they don't have an iPod, an iPhone, if they don't have a toggle switch, a plug, then why live? You know I'm talking to somebody in this room. And what's happening is that just as it was in the days of Noah, this is where they were doing farming tools. This is where they started to invent some great work for them. They were even having... Uh, where they were having farmland but being done differently to where individuals would have uh, 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 animals inside their property that they would not have to go out and market. They would go and, and get from, what, from their own. So they were starting to become more civilized, but in doing so, they became completely not social. Here was everything that we're seeing. I'll tell you, when I was living in the ghetto, I'm going to tell you the truth. In East Los Angeles... Oh, you're so, you better not be calling no ghetto nothing. Huh? I, you know, wait, I haven't, I haven't finished. I haven't finished. And I love East L.A. You know, you know, you, you are a hard group. You are a hard group. I saw him, he, he already went like this. What about it? No. What about it? Come on, tell me what. A, let's go outside. Let's step outside. What I'm saying is when I lived there. 
You know, when I go around the world, and people are talking about that, when people tell me, they, they, they look at me and they're going like, first they always say, what are you? Are you white? Are you Argentinian? Are you French? Are, are, are you uh, maybe a little Latin something? Or what, what, what are you? I'm one, I'm, I'm, I'm one eighth. Okay, this part. But I'm, I'm really a mix. I'm French, I'm Spanish, I'm Mexican, and one eighth Filipino. But I'm so mixed that when I go around the world, I fit in, if you understand. But God said, I'm going to make you this way so that you'd be all things to all people. So when I walked in, the, so they look at me and they're going, well, so what are, what are you? I said, what do you mean? He goes, but what do you live like? Okay, where do you live? And I go like this. I live in Beverly Hills. They're not, they don't know. They, they're not in the United States. How would they know? I tell them, I live in Beverly Hills. They, oh, you live in Beverly Hills? I said, yes. The east, east, east. <laughs> Part of Beverly Hills. I wouldn't be lying, right? That's not lying. It's like the east, east, but I'm real east. <laughs> it's like LA. East. <laughs> what I'm trying to share with you is when I, when I lived in, in East, the ghetto, you know, it was, you know. And now it wasn't to me because I thought we were wealthy. We, I really did. We lived in the, the house called the Big White House. I went to go see it. It was a two-bedroom, one-bath. But it was big because that's what I was used to. And ours was the big, one of the biggest homes in the area. I got a big house. No, you don't. But my point is this. I know where I came from. And I'll never forget who I am. Because the minute you think you're somebody and forget where you come from, you'll never know what God did. You'll never know what God did for you. Give God some praise. Precious saints, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a word because I want to just move into the, in the sense of uh, prophetic and the healing because I, I believe there's many, many healings that are going to happen today. And, and, and there's some, and hear these words, there's, there's a few of you have contractual problems. Do you hear what I'm saying? Contractual problems. This is, one has to do with a home. God is going to, God is going to invest interest in it. Phew. Turn with me if you will. Are you all having a good time? Yeah. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Chuck's just looking at me and going, what is he going to do now? <laughs> Talking about ghetto and trying to get my people up, you know? <laughs> you know, I used to, how many of you know that the river, the beautiful river uh, called Marano Beach? Y'all remember? Well, do you want to know why it's called Mar Marano Beach? Do, do you know what it, the reason? Do you know the reason? It was because it's, it's really like the Santa Ana River, or, but it's not the Santa Ana, but it's a river like that there in, in Whittier area, near Whittier Narrows area. Well, uh, San Gabriel, the San Gabriel River. That's it. Well, when we were young, uh, I, I, we used to go there a lot, and it was so fun, and we'd, we'd get like craw, craw, crawfish, they were there, and it was just fun. 
So we would go to school, you know, and they would say, so, little Timmy, what did, what did you do this summer? My parents and I, we went to Paris. At And Tina, what did you do? Me and my parents, we went to Disneyland. And, you know, and we went to the Newport Beach. And all the waves were beautiful. And they came to the shore. And I'm listening. Wow. So then they, would, then they said, and Al, what did you do? We went to the beach too. But I don't understand something. Why don't you understand, little Al? But my beach doesn't have waves. Because <laughs> I didn't go to the beach. We went to that San Gabriel River that was this high. <laughs> Get inner tubes and go down. You remember. So I had to learn a lot because of where I was. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I watch this. People say, how are you able to speak the way you do? How come I, I'm a, I have a double doctorate? I have the first ever doctorate, honor doctorate of healing in all United States. The first. It was honored me because they saw the work that God was doing through me. Yet I come from a place that didn't know that beach didn't, has, well, the beach should have waves. I said, where's your beach? My beach doesn't have waves. But God had to teach me what I needed because God says, he who he sends, he equips. So it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is where you're going. And in everything you do, know that it's a prerequisite for a greater work. Somebody say, amen. amen. I'm sharing this with you like I share with Pastor Chuck. Some of my testimonies only bring a, a greater platform for your receiving. It is. God has allowed me as I author my book, I'm writing my book. And it looks as though it's like the book of Acts. And I'm not saying it because I think I'm somebody. But God has allowed me to experience so that I can then go to a higher level for him. And with that, I tell you, you are no different than I. God loves you as equally as he loves me. It might be a difference, though, but why is it that you have this and I don't? Or why is it that you have this and I don't? Want to know what it is? God, God gives you the, the key to your intimacy. He, I might know him more than you, and he might know me a little. He might want to be with me more. Why? Not that he doesn't love you, but I, I seek him. I knock on that door, and I call upon him. See, you have to do something to get. You have to be the one to say, oh, no, I want more, Father. I want the more of you. I don't want to just kneel to you and and. Don't know nothing about you. Come on. There are too many Christians that do the Christian work, but they don't have an intimacy. They don't know Jesus. I've never heard Jesus. That's because you never called on him. Well, I did once. That ain't enough. Come on now. 
Sometimes you got, there was times I stayed three, four hours in the dark just saying, Lord, I don't even feel you, but it don't matter because I'm going to stand in all of you. And maybe on that last minute of the fourth hour, I hear, good and faithful son. Yes. Yes. I touched heaven. Are you getting me? I share with you that you have had in these last seven months, you have been going through quite a bit. There has been some depletion of your circle of influence. I know I'm speaking and I, uh, God is speaking through me right now. And I know it's very revelatory. I know this is what's going on in your life right now, but you need to know why. Someone say amen. amen. Many call me a prophet's prophet all over the world. I don't call myself a prophet. Why? Because the Lord says in his word. Does anyone know? Those who call themselves a prophet surely are not. So I say to you, what are you? I'm a child of the, of the most high God. Amen. Let my gift make room for itself. So, so all that to tell you this. What I'm giving you is what got from the throne room, fresh manna that's baked in the, in the, in the ovens of, of heaven is being brought to you today. I mean it. Don't let one minute go by in this experience. This is for you. In 1 Kings chapter 17, you hear, that Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew, not rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. Say amen. amen. I want you to know something. Don't ever think that a story is a story. This is truly real, but maybe it was then. No, it's today. I want you to know that I am a recipient of the book of Acts, Acts. I told Pastor Charlie, Pastor Charlie Stan, we were standing in Cancun in a five-star hotel. People were having verandas and martinis and, you know, all, 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 you know the, I don't know the names of them, but, you know, drinks and stuff. Watch you go, I do. <laughs> And so I, it was hot, like, a, I don't know, 105, or, and it was beautiful and blue sky. I'm telling, not even a haze of, of cloud. Blue sky, no. And I said, Pastor Charlie, I want to feel the wind hold me up. He looked at me, you know, he already knows me. He looked at me. Come on here, Pastor Charlie. I want you to come here with me. You two, just you two, you two. You can come up here to me. Hi, he, always, he always has to come up. And so, so I, to, I told Pastor Charlie, you know, Pastor Charlie, and we're looking out at this, you know, this, the patio cement area, then the sand, and the water was not far, you know, maybe, maybe to the end of the building. And I said, Pastor Charlie, and he goes, what? Like a kid. I want to see the wind hold me up. And he looked at me and goes, you do? I do. My eyes go like, <laughs> like a eight, you know, a five-year-old. And he already knows. So he, I call it, he appeases me. 
Well, okay, then what are you going to do? I says, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to ask God in the power of agreement that he would send a wind to hold me up. You are? And I'm going to use you to help me. I am. So we grabbed hands. Now people are, you know, cha 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 and and you know, all that kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're having a ball. They're in the volleyball, in the pool. It's just a gorgeous place. They're in the verandas. They're sunning and drinking the martinis and the, you know the names. And I said, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you said that I can ask anything and I ask you, you're my daddy. I want, Father God, for you to send a wind, a zephyr, that can hold me up so I can feel like I'm on the Titanic. You know that movie when he... But let me tell you, where I am with God is because I do those foolish things. Oh, come on. I want you on this side and I want you on this side. So, 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 so I said, please, Charlie. So we prayed. I prayed and I prayed it. Remember this. I prayed it believing. I had no doubt. In Jesus' name, amen. So then Charlie looked at me and I looked at, you know, and I want, I'm here, am I right so far? Yes. So then I said, all right, Pastor Charlie, watch what's going to happen, I know it. All of a sudden he says, hey, Apostle, what's way out there like a black dot in the sky above the horizon? We must look, let's do it. We look Now, you know they must think that, you know, esto hombre, no se de ellos. Ah, like a, and I'm like, Pastor Charlie, do you want to know what that is? That's a cloud as small as a man's hand. He goes, is it? It is. When I said that, it must have been a mile away. And as it started coming towards me, or us, it started getting bigger, right? When it got close to the shore, all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> this movement, strong. People are going, ah, ah, ah. pasando con nosotros, All these doors and verandas were closing and glasses were falling and, and breaking. It was that strong. And people were getting out of the pool. They're all sopping wet and running into the building. They're closing everything. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> and Pastor Charlie's seen this. And the drops of rain were like big, big drops, you know, big. They're falling and hard. And it was really, and I said, Pastor Charlie, I know this is God because there was no, there was no cloud. So in the name of Jesus. So what I did. I, I, I went like this. Are you ready to hold me? You better hold me. <laughs> Are you ready? If you're not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire you. So I went like this and I meant it. Now watch this. I didn't see the wind, but I had faith in God of the wind. So I went like this. Look at he moving, goes, Are they gonna have him fall on me? So I, I did this. This is how far. Ready? 
like this. I was like this and it held me, held me, held me. Now you can get me up. Pastor Charlie, is that true? It's true. And I'm like this and he's looking and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And, at the, and then I had my field and I said, okay, Pastor Charlie, I enjoy this. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, it's enough. I, I, it drew me back, boom, like this, boom, and completely went blue and all. Come on. Is that true? Every bit of it. So I know a God, say it, but I know a God. If you have cancer, what? But I know a God. If you have a condition, what? Oh, but you don't understand what my situation is. What? But I know a God. But, but my tax man said they're going to take everything. What? Because I know a God. I know a God that speaks and says that he knows how to defy science. He knows how to defy all these things. So I'm going to show you biblically that what I speak is sound and what happens today happened in days of old. Amen. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, this is, and says this, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded thee ravens to feed thee there. Now, what, what did Elijah do? Did not Elijah go and, and, and uh, uh, spoke to uh, uh, the king uh, or the people there and saying, there shall be no rain. There shall be a drought for over three years. Did he not say that? Yes. Now people say, and I told the Lord, Lord, why couldn't it have been something greater than that? So no rain. Didn't sound dumb like, you're not going to have no rain. Big, you know. But the problem was, and the reason why God, God spoke this to me, he says, the reason why I had that and why I chose that is because what they served was a rain God. I was coming against their God. I was showing them, you may have a God, but I have the God of gods, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So it was called their rain God. Are you hearing me? So he had to be obedient to come against what was trying to come against him so he goes there and says and there shall be no rain for three years there shall be a drought saith the Lord my God is saying this and it stopped did it not then God tells me this is for you now then God tells him I want you to go to Brook Cherith right Cherith did you all get that scripture right so hear this it says and it shall be thou, thou shalt drink, uh, get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the what? By what? Brook Cherith. Say it. Brook Cherith. Brook Cherith. Say it again. I can't hear you. Brook Cherith. And it says there, you shall then what? Drink of the brook, and you shall eat of what the ravens shall bring you. Now, how beautiful. What an oasis. Knowing that there's a drought for three years and God separated you and left you in an oasis. No. God used him mightily, but there was more that God wanted to do with him. So God had to separate him like God just separated you. And he sent him where? 
to Brook Cherith. Do you want to know what Brook Cherith really means? If you go and you, uh, if you go and, 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 and in Hebrew and you will find out Brook Cherith means the cutting place. It's called what? The cutting place. So what God was doing, watch this. Even though he used Elijah to come against their God and was used mightily, God still had to cut him. God had to, you might call it an oasis, and he, we might call it an oasis we're not, when we see on the outside, but from the inside, he knew that God had to do something inside of him. Right now, you have been in these last seven months, where? In Brook Cherith, the cutting place. Somebody better say amen. amen. You've been in what? The cutting place. The cutting place is where God starts to remove what needs to be removed from you, around you, in you, through you. So now you got to say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm in my process of my launching. Thank you, Jesus, that even though it looks bad, it's really good. Because I'm in my brook cherith. And watch this. Yeah, but I have no provision. Pastor, I have no provision. If God sent me here to this Brook Cherith, I have no provision. How many of you have been going through things financially? How many of you have been going through things? I don't know how I'm going to make it. Come on. How many of you, even with family members, come on. I don't know what's going on, but my son's never been like this. Oh, I don't know about my husband. My husband's been, not, come on. I don't know about my wife. She's not here. Thank you, Jesus. Until she comes in, huh, sweetie? <laughs> We've been married 42 years. Uh, uh, she'll say she was two. But my point is this, watch. This is good. I'm not going to be long, but I, you need to know this for today. How many know you, you, let me tell you this. Those who survive have to have knowledge. You need to know where you are so you know how to react, respond to the conditions. You are right now called the Brook Cherith. This is the cutting place. What you are doing right now, God is depleting, removing things in you, around you, and even family. Come on, people. Because the people that you've helped, God says, don't help anymore. Remove yourself because I can't be their God. You're their God. And so it says here, watch this. Now God's going to give him who he's been using provision. Say provision. provision. And he says that thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Right? I want to tell you what he got for three years. When no rain falls upon a land, every river, every pond, every inlet, Every brook dries up. Hmm. And if ravens are going to feed him, you have to then find out in history, what did ravens eat? It was, the ravens were not a high-bred bird. They were not regarded as a house pet. They were the garbage pickers. They would throw their garbage over the wall. You know this true. And they would eat whatever was left. So Elijah, 
in the time of those three years that God sent him to, lapped mud and ate garbage. But God had to do something to him and for him to go to a new level. Never do you hear in scripture that Elijah complained. Come on. Oh man, it looks like chocolate, but it tastes like mud. Are you hearing me? Oh man, this isn't McDonald's. When you have nothing, that's the time to glorify God. When you're going through a dire strait, that's the time to say, praise you, Jesus, for something good is just about to take place in my life. When somebody starts to talk against you, when someone, come on, when a family member says, you know, you no good, you're not even a pastor, you're not nothing. That's when you say, praise your sister. Because I know when God says, when everybody speaks good things about you, that's when I got to worry. So that means I'm doing something for the kingdom of God that the enemy is trying to use you. Come on, give God some praise. So all that to tell you, so he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. Bread and flesh. Yuck. The bread that he, he took was what? Day old bread. Come on. Oh no, this is like a little hard. You, you don't want it. Pan dulce, forget it. When it's a little hard, no, mm-mm. No estaba, what do you say? Blandito, no estaba blandito. What I'm trying to say to you, precious saints of God, God had to condition him for a greater work. Say greater work. You would think, well, yeah, but we saw a, 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 a rain, you know, stop and then rain came back, all that. You think that's greater? God says, oh, no, I just gave you a little some. How many of you want more? How many want to be used more? You know what I tell the Lord? I'm, I'm okay. I was okay with the little, but today I want the more. I am not going to accept less. I'm going to expect the more today. Come on. Yeah. But that's when you then, then God says, okay, then you're going to have to accept the responsibility of the prerequisites. You're going to have to begin to, you felt that, didn't you? Disha. You're going to have to start believing and, and expecting and accepting my prerequisites. So I can tell you those, but not today. Uh, but all that to say this, watch. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain. So I'm not just saying because I think it. It's telling you that the brook was dried up. I'm telling you, even right now, if you think that the brook, that your brook has been dried up, watch God begin to do something. He's going to take you from that place. Watch. And then he tells him, watch this. I'm going to close with this because I want to start. He tells him this. I want you to leave that place now and go to where? Go to a widow. Go to a widow. You will find her, right? Remember that? Watch this. To get there, he had to get out of Brook Cherith, which is the cutting place, and walk between there and the widow. It was called a desert. He's walking 
still being used by God in mission. It, it was in process, but in mission for God, God's purpose. But he was still dragging. It was hot. Very little water. But he says, go there because I'm going to prepare you. Precious saints, all preparation. Stop the complaining. And as he gets there, watch this. I'm going to show you this. So when he gets there, pastor, he sees a, a, a widow, a woman, picking up sticks so that she can make a, a, a last meal for her son that was ill. Now, in the book of Leviticus, it says that you can never ask a widow for anything. It was against God's law. But as he goes there, he says, ah, 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 ah. Now, pick up those things, go do what you do, but before you give your dying son anything, you give me the best first. Did he say that? He did. But God is showing us something. God is going to defy law. Because he understood enough. Down that desert, God was speaking to him and says, let me tell you, when I tell you to do something, even if it looks foolish, even if it looks like it's not something you should be doing, do it. I know how to protect you. I, I am the law. I am the word. And so when he went there, remember this, he knew the law. He knew that he was supposed to tell her, give me first or ask anything of her. But the reason why he did is because he was now in another dimension and another level. Give God praise. Turn to somebody says, I'm in a new dimension. I'm in a new, come on, I'm in a new level. I will not accept less. I'm going to expect more. Because I'm in my process. I'm, I've gone through my desert. And now I'm going to defy science. Give God praise. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Thank you, Jesus. Did you all get something from that? Shabababakuya. Precious saints of God, there is an excitement in the air right now. There is something that is so ignitable. And people who have been in their prerequisites is just about to launch. I'm telling you as I'm telling you right now. I, I spoke with a past, your pastor and I gave him so many wonderful words. I'm not going to share all of them, but what I can tell you is I said, oh my goodness, you got to know something. You are right now on that launching pad and every brace that's held you captive is now, you're, is now, you're, already, you're already down to the count. I said, you're going to have a large ministry. It's going to be financially blessed. God had to remove some people because those some people weren't for you. And I said, you have not delayed a thing. You are not, uh, it's not, it has not retarded in you. In other words, there was no time lost. Every, you, the Lord told me to tell him, you are on time. And you are in my rhythm. People might look and say, well, you're still in here. It don't matter if he's in here for another 10 years. If that's what God said for him to do, then it's the perfect place. But I know that it's the time of leaving. It's the time of moving. But my point is, the launching is just begun. Give God praise.